0: Welcome to Lax Historical Context. I'm Sean.
1: I'm Sasha.
0: And uh, for those of you that are a fan of anything history related or a fan of anything space related, Uh you know that today is a very, 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 very cool anniversary because this episode is going up. It is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. It's super fucking cool. It's kind of a big deal.
1: Are you doing the moon landing for your topic?
0: Kind of. I'm doing the Apollo program. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I was
1: gonna say we're and we're not going to be talking about the moon today. <laughs>
0: fifty years ago, uh, today, uh, Apollo uh, Eleven, they they did a little bit yeah. of a lunar landing.
1: You mean fifty years ago today, in a soundstage in West Hollywood,
0: Stanley Kubrick forever blew everybody's mind
1: by pretending to land on the moon.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Never mind the fact that we apparently repeated it multiple times.
1: Well, I mean, so we faked the first one because (laughs) we couldn't get there in time. time. (laughs) And then we went back and we couldn't be like, I mean, it's a bummer for the scientists who made it like the second time.
0: One scientist ever made it up to the moon.
1: I mean, you know, as (laughs) their project in general, (laughs) they can't like brag about it. Yeah. For Jim, yeah. who only did Apollo 11 and not, like, Apollo 12. And he was like, son of a bitch, I can't put landing on the moon first. is my resume. <laughs> <laughs> so. Bullshit.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're, we're talking about uh, the space race today. Yes. Uh, be prepared for Sasha to depress the fuck out of it's all of us. It's so
1: depressing. And, like, I, guys... I'll just let you know now. Uh it's going to be a rough one. Uh it was really sad I had to come home every day and hug my dogs. Um <laughs> and tell them I would not send them into space. <sighs> it just there's just a lot going on. It was a lot. Yeah. I tried to leave out some of the more heartbreaking bits.
0: <laughs> Why though?
1: Because it's so sad.
0: Sasha in for a penny, in for a fucking Although pound. Although when
1: the poodle pisses me off, I'm like I know I could find some Russians who'd take you.
0: <laughs> They'd probably implant her with a microphone uh-huh. and send her back. Anyway, so yeah, so we're talking about the space race. Uh what is this beverage you have provided? So with I us? have
1: chosen space goat. Although there I don't think there were ever any goats in space. Uh because I am my topic <laughs> is gonna be about animals in space. And it is from Big Sky Brewing Company in Missoula, Montana.
0: My family knows this brewing company well. Uh pretty much all of us in the family. Really enjoy their uh, their moose drool, the brown ale that they make.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's where that name sounds yeah. familiar. It,
0: it's a very good beer. If you haven't yeah. had that, you should totally have that. Um, this but, is uh, a pale
1: ale, an IPA, so Sean's gonna hate it. I'm yeah. going to love
0: it. Well, I don't hate all hoppy I'll probably beers. Probably drink like five of these. I just like I like it when people don't needlessly throw so many hops in there to make it super hoppy. Kind of smells like weed. Hops can be used. Better and people. Yeah. Our good friend and listener Adam, I've had several of his beers that are very hoppy, but yeah. he uses them well because there's also flavor. Yeah. People, stop throwing hops into your beer because you think it's the fucking thing to do.
1: Like do it with some art and some skill. It's and not it's, potpourri.
0: Yeah, and it, if you do it well,
1: hops are fucking great. Yeah.
0: I'm hoping it's like that. The closest thing to a blurb I can find is from the the Big Sky website, where it just says. Crystal and galaxy hops are combined to produce a thirst quenching beer with citrus undertones.
1: Nice. I like citrus so, so that's beers. that's
0: the description of the Space Goat pale ale with a goat, frankly, on the front that looks like a superhero. He's very buff.
1: He kinda like without the horns, he's a dog. Let's be real.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, that's that's a that's an Irish setter without the horns. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and what's a bummer is our favorite bar, the huntsman. Your favorite. Bar. My favorite bar. I don't know what your favorite bar is. That My favorite
0: bar no longer exists.
1: Um, has something on tap called Space Dog, which would have been perfect, but it's on tap and I can't get it in a can anywhere. But oh. it's from fifty fifth. I think it's from fifty fifty. Yeah. Up in Truckee. but okay. Um.
0: Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts after taking a sip of this bad boy?
1: I think it's a nice, easy drinking summer IPA. It's hoppy, not that hoppy.
0: It's not very hoppy. There's not I get the citrus mm-hmm. undertone specifically in the aftertaste. Um, but in the like immediate flavor, the hops are not too overwhelming.
1: I would give it a touch on the skunky side though. Would you? Just a little bit. You wouldn't? It's a little bit.
0: No. I just think the flavor surrounding the hops is not very prominent. No. But it is light. The hops are not over the top. So I could like drink several of these and enjoy it. It is probably. like
1: it's a hop forward beer, but it's not hop punch you in the face.
0: Yeah. Which is what I hate.
1: It's like it's like a nice mellow. Like, oh, here's some hops.
0: Yeah. 90% of IPAs these days seem to be like, what does that mean? IPA means you just pile hops in, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's not an Indian pale ale, I suppose. It's just a pale ale. Mm-hmm. So that's probably like the just factor I guess maybe yeah
0: this is yeah the citrus aftertaste is good though I
1: mean it's a nice 5%er
0: you're right it does smell like weed
1: yeah <laughs> it smells so much like weed like that's, that's but how pretty the, okay weed too, that's but, how the
0: goat got yeah. high enough to be in outer space man
1: they have weed beer now
0: they do. Uh, but yeah, this is not bad. I mm-hmm. could I could drink several of these and enjoy it. Yeah, on a this, porch or something. This was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And you thought I was going to yeah, hate I it. Yeah, I thought
1: you were going to hate it. You would have hated my other one because Elysian has something called space dust.
0: Yo, I've seen and that. And we
1: were going to... I was going to get that. We were at Total Wine and then I saw Space Goat and I was like, well, fuck, I'm doing animals in space. Might as well.
0: Yeah. Makes more sense.
1: All right. Are we ready to learn some depressing shit?
0: I believe we are. Uh, do... Do enlighten us.
1: All right. My topic is animals in space. The subtitle on this guy is, holy shit, this was a downer. So, <laughs> the first animals that were used in scientific flight testing were used in 1783 at Versailles. Wow. Because, you know, the, the French. I
0: mean, the French, <laughs> they, they seem kind of like assholes.
1: Uh, so, the Montgolfer brothers... That is literally how it's spelled. I'm saying it like it's spelled.
0: Montgolfer, huh?
1: Mont, Montgolfier, I guess.
0: Montgolfier.
1: Montgolfier brothers thought it'd be super awesome to go for hot air balloon sort of things. This was before hot air balloons were invented. Okay. And so they were like, you know what? We should throw something up in the air too with this balloon that we're making and going to launch from Versailles. But what should we launch up there? And they decided on a duck, a rooster, and a sheep.
0: <laughs> no goats. No goats. Okay.
1: Duck, rooster, sheep. In their man- minds, they thought the duck would be a control because ducks can fly. <laughs> and so they're used to being up in the air.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, The rooster, I guess, was also a control. But I kind of don't think they know what control means because roosters can't fly that high. In fact, I believe chickens are mostly flightless birds. Like, I see a chicken, like... if
0: you, I think if you kick one and it goes through the air, that's about as far as it yeah, can fly. Yeah, like, I've like,
1: thrown chickens places, but, like...
0: Where have you been?
1: <laughs> I raised chickens as a kid.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that, so, that makes more sense.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I was, yeah.
0: I was like, do you go to a different KFC than <laughs> I've gone <gotten> to?
1: <laughs> so, I yeah, again, I... The rooster was there, too. Uh, they were uncertain how the sheep would handle high altitude. Like, I guess it would blow up, maybe, if it got yeah. above a certain level. I mean,
0: yeah. At some point, the density yeah. of the fur is going to be... Yeah. And,
1: then, <laughs> and,
0: then, and, then, and then it just, you know, floats away.
1: So, on November 19th...
0: Where it becomes a cloud.
1: <laughs> November 19th, 1783, they launched their balloon, filled with gas, at Versailles in front of the king and queen. Like, before they got their heads dropped off. This was, like, right before they got their heads chopped off. Ooh. Uh, there was no heat source on the airship, so they like filled it with gas, and then we're like, "Okay, we're good." <laughs> so it tilted a little, letting out some gas. It wasn't the best flight ever, and it fell to Earth eventually. Um, it rose two miles up; that was the height it reached. Okay, which isn't very far. Um, all animals were fine. Well, that's good. The sheep even peed a little.
0: Starting us off on <laughs> some some good happy news. So only to. Give us a fucking hard hook to the oh, left, huh?
1: This is going to be part of that hook. So, uh, oh God. <laughs> just because in the book I, re- I was reading, they told this story, and I was like, yeah, okay. I'll tell it too. In 1862, two idiots decided to see how fly high they could go in a hot air balloon or a balloon. Um,. <laughs> To mark their progress, for some reason, they were going to throw pigeons out the side of the balloon. So we're at a thousand feet. Let's see how this pigeon flies.
0: (laughs) Are they aware that pigeons are not a stationary animal?
1: I don't know, but they were like, okay, so they passed the 6,000 foot mark and the pigeons couldn't really fly anymore and were starting to get loopy, but they'd still throw them out of the motherfucking balloon and just see them like drop like lead weights. Yeah. Because they're dumb asses. Yeah. So the two men reached 28,800 feet uh, before one of the guys passed out because it was too high an altitude yep. to be.
0: There's no oxygen. Yeah. The
1: other guy was on the verge of passing out, but was able to release gas that was carrying them up. Uh, many pigeons lost their lives that day. That's <laughs> tragic. Yeah. Because stupid British guys are dumb. <laughs> there was no reason to let the pigeons out. Like.
0: Fair enough. There I, was no reason to take yeah. them up there.
1: So uh, sending animals into space via balloon carried on for decades or to the uh, the upper stratosphere, I suppose, not space. Uh, The U.S. over 35... 35 year period launched over 1700 balloons, likely the first animals to go past the Carmen line, which is where the line where space technically begins is the Carmen line. Yeah. Was more likely than was more than likely fruit flies sent by the German V2 rockets in 1947. But no one cares about fruit fries. So, yeah, you know. I mean, I don't. It, I give zero shits. Like, I don't care if a fly went into space.
0: Yeah. It's, Good for it. Flies yeah. suck. Yeah. I hope it stayed. Yeah.
1: Duncan loves to eat them. Starting in 1948, the United States started sending monkeys past the Carmen Line with Project Albert. So it was named Project Albert because all monkeys were named Albert.
0: (laughs) Albert 1, Albert Uh 2, Albert 3. Albert seventy
1: four. It only went to Albert seven. Um, so Thank God they me. were all. I'm,
0: I'm gonna aim pessimistically, so uh-huh. I can I can I can only be slightly relieved by your stories.
1: All rhesus, uh, they were all rhesus monkeys except for old Al number three, who was a simon lingus monkey. I don't know what type of I don't. They were monkeys.
0: They were monkeys. That's all you need to know. Primates.
1: Yeah. The project lasted until 1951 and went through six alberts sorry i was wrong only six alberts um albert so alberts were sedated at takeoff so they wouldn't have to like handle all that (laughs) i mean is
0: i guess that's nice wake up wake up in the jungle (laughs) <laughs> no i mean they You're were, they were trained they were trained
1: for like months before they were put in the spaceships but here's a horrible side story oh, so no. albert one was shoved into the spacecraft at such an angle they bent his neck and uh broke his neck and killed him before he even left the ground they still sent him up but uh his neck was already already snapped um but wait, of course, there's more. Um, I Albert... don't want to
0: do this topic anymore. <laughs>
1: Albert II uh, died when a breaking shoot failed on reentry. A- Albert III died when the rocket exploded on takeoff. Albert IV died when the shoot failed. Shoots... All I've learned from this is never trust a shoot. They fail. These reentry shoots are pieces of shit. Um, Albert V... Uh, shoot. Shoot failed. And um, Albert the sixth his shoot worked um but he died waiting for the recovery team what the <laughs> fuck
0: they were probably um, expecting the shoot to fail and they're like oh we actually have to go yeah, get something he was
1: uh he was stuck in of a hot Mex- new mexico sun for like six hours without the recovery team it went off trajectory and they weren't near where he was supposed uh, to be that's um, lame so rest in peace alberts um All the monkeys were sent to sub orbit and never actually orbited around the earth. Uh, While the U S was sending monkeys to their death, the USSR was sending far cheaper dogs. They were gathering up stray dogs in Moscow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's my solution to the,
1: (laughs) (laughs) sent them to training camps. Uh, Well, the dogs that meant the qualifications basically to be a space dog, you had to be small, they preferred females and not weigh more than like about fifteen pounds. The female part they wanted. So,
0: so what you're saying is all of your dogs are are excellent candidates.
1: My dogs are male. Two of them are. The poodles could yeah. be a space dog. We could totally send you know the to like, into space. You know, like why they wanted female dogs.
0: The junk weighs too much. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Peeing. Because, you know, male dogs lift their leg and there was not enough space in a confined like space. Oh, that's how small the vessels were. Yeah, the vessels were were that small. They didn't have enough room to pee like that. And also they needed waste collection and it's easier to do waste collection on a female dog than it is on a male dog. I can
0: see that. Okay. I didn't know that they were working with that small of a...
1: Yeah, it's uh, a very small space. It may be like, like put yourself in a chair and that's it. Oh, Jesus. They had very little movement when they were in those capsules. God, no wonder they accidentally
0: broke a monkey's neck. They could, they in could there.
1: basically sit and stand. They couldn't turn around or anything like that.
0: Could they roll over?
1: I mean, if they were good boys. Okay. <laughs> um, so, they chose, They also chose dogs who good were like... Good girls, you mean? Yeah. They also chose dogs who were like, you know, good boys, good girls.
0: They <laughs> literally just said yeah.
1: it. <laughs> um, and... So they thought Moscow stray dogs were the best dogs for this because, you know, they're tough dogs. They can withstand the cold. They can withstand not having food. They were badass dogs.
0: <laughs> because we don't care enough to prevent uh-huh. them from being homeless and, uh-huh. and, and ownerless. We will send them into space.
1: But despite being like stray dogs and, you know, being tough stray dogs, they're, the ones that were chosen for missions were also like docile and easy to train. Yeah. So they had all like, you know, the things unlike. So this is kind of, I guess, a positive for USSR. Uh, unlike the Americans, the US, uh, USSR used classical and operant conditioning, which focused on rewarding behavior. OK, so like instead of, I don't know, shocking a monkey because he didn't pull the lever right. They would give the dog a treat because he sat down.
0: <laughs> I yeah. yeah, I prefer that. Yeah, that's OK.
1: Yeah, so the U.S. used negative reinforcement when the USSR used positive reinforcement. Um, They also chose dogs that were mainly white because their cameras uh, in the crafts were black and white. So you don't want a black dog because
0: (laughs) it disappears against the background of space. Uh Uh, That's oddly racist and kind of perfect at the same time. Yeah,
1: like they had a reason for it, but they they did send some black dogs into space. Equality. Uh Uh-huh. Um... (laughs) <laughs> the Soviets first sent a dog into suborbital uh, orbital flight on July twenty second, nineteen fifty-one. Those dogs were Desic and Teskin. Uh both made it back alive. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Did did they survive shoots and or inattentive rescue teams?
1: Yes. Well, for the most part. Uh sadly, what? Desik I- with another dog, Lisa, made another flight on July 29 fifty-one. And and their recovery shoot failed. <laughs>
0: Fuck. So, Wow, Desic just got the shitty lottery yeah. pull there. I went to space. I made it back. We're going to send you up again. Fucking why?
1: So Shizge- Shizka and Mishka made it back safely. Uh, they were another pair of dogs. They always would send dogs up in pairs, except for, like, a couple that didn't. Two missions were done with dummies sitting next to the dogs to see how humans would, like, like, it had accelerometers and stuff on it. Whatever. And then uh, the one dog that I'm going to be talking about in a little bit was up on her own, too. Okay. Uh, so, made it back safely. So did Riska and Smelly with that
0: these are classic russian yeah. names by the way
1: chinska and mishka made another flight and that one failed and they both died dude the list goes on and on to be honest there's also an issue with the accuracy of these names and which dogs really did perform in these missions because the russians had a habit of changing the dog's names like on the launch pad like oh you know what you're this, this now <laughs> this dog
0: is no yeah. longer mishka yeah this dog is now ruska
1: yeah so, or, I I, I, or they I, would use the same name over and over again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that does not surprise me one bit.
1: So, there were 22 suborbital flights until the USSR finally made it to orbit. On March 11th, 1957, to mark the Bolshevik Revolution on the encouragement of Khrushchev, uh, they decided that they were going to send a dog into orbit.
0: Dun, dun, dun! Despite
1: knowing... That there was no way to retrieve the dog safely from orbit. But you know what? Khrushchev, you said you had to do it. So they did. Yeah. They knew that the dog was not coming back alive. Uh, because they had no means of returning the spacecraft safely. A
0: bummer. Kind of fucked up.
1: Uh, so they chose a little mutt named Laika as their doggy astronaut. She was a good dog, but she was a bit of barker. Laika means to bark in Russian. Uh, she went a lot of training and several surgeries to make her space ready. They Wait, actually
0: surgeries.
1: Yeah so dogs have a carotid artery because they're an animal yeah. but their artery is tucked in between all their neck muscles and stuff because you know the yeah. leashes and everything so what they did was they w- w- went in and pulled her carotid artery out and just put it under a flap of skin so they could put a blood pressure cuff on her neck and measure her heart rate and like her pulse okay um they also put in uh, electrodes in her chest so they can sense her breathing rate and mm-hmm. pu- actually the wires led out to the back of her neck okay. and so stuck out so she had like wires sticking out of her when she was going off so
0: dog is metal
1: yeah so she, she had some cyberpunk surgeries. 2077 uh-huh um uh so side story Another depressing side story.
0: Stop with the depressing side stories. This
1: is what's pretty sad. So...
0: You say with a way too (laughs) gleeful smile.
1: uh, So, doggies... They engineered food for dogs in space. Because, you know, they have to eat. Yeah. Um, But they...
0: It's a key to survival.
1: Yeah, they didn't really um, engineer the water very well either. So, they made a gelatinous mound of food that was supposed to have enough water for the dog to survive. However, it didn't. Um, it was like the bare, bare, bare minimum. So Lyco was loaded into the ca- her capsule three days before launch and was expected to live on that shitty dog food and no real water for three days before the launch. Good God. This, a couple of scientists saw that she was kind of struggling a little bit. So they went to their boss and said, hey, the cabin pressure in between this capsule and the outside isn't equalized we have to like you know equalize it you're gonna let us do it and he's like I guess for science and so while they were equalizing the pressure they were able to feed a tube and watered like before they were okay they launched her into space
0: good on those guys yeah fuck the rest of that space yeah
1: team. I don't understand why they had to put her in the capsule like three days before launch it doesn't make any sense Seriously. to me it seems cruel
0: what the hell mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah she was launched into space
0: Sasha the Alky over here clanking everything uh-huh. in sight
1: uh, so on March 11th that's when she was launched into space uh, Leica died within eight, 8 hours of the launch from overheating in the cabin and stress Okay. Although, although the Soviets did not reveal that into 2002 until then it was thought she just ran out of air her body burned up as Sputnik 2 re-entered the Earth's atmosphere
0: so she went up with Sputnik 2. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sputnik 1 didn't have anything in it. Sputnik, Sputnik 2 did. Okay. Uh, the Russians saw this as a big su- success, despite, you know, having the dog die. And
0: I mean, yeah, because yeah. bringing back a life form alive is not considered yeah. successful at all.
1: So they did uh, this with 11 more do- suborbital flights with dogs. Um, so they decided to go for orbital one more time. So on August 19th, 1960 the ussr sent belka and strelka up into orbit the dogs orbited uh for three days they made it back safely
0: well that's... so
1: safely in fact oh god that strelka gave birth to a litter of six puppies in november wow yeah and uh the father was another space dog who never went to space
0: you know, you you know, he hate fucked her, right? Yeah, he, yeah, oh, jealous I remember. hate fuck, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Also, they totally should have sent him up with her. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, these puppies right here conceived in space.
1: Yeah, space puppies. <laughs> um, one of her puppies was actually given to Kennedy as a peace offering. Yeah. Um, I knew that, yeah. And, or more of a, like, we sent this dog to space, yeah. bitch. And yeah. it actually had puppies with one of Kennedy's dogs. Yep. So now, while the USSR was sending dogs into sub-orbit, the old U.S. of A. was still dealing with monkeys. Ham was the first major attempt of the United States to successfully send an or an animal into sub-orbit and bring him back. Mm-hmm. He was the first humanoid being to make it to sub-orbit. He stayed in sub-orbit for 16 minutes, pulling levers the whole time, basically killing it with some technical malfunctions. I see. This was in January 1960. A year later, Yuri Gagarin would be the first human in space. Yep. Uh, so that's basically it, because I just wanted to talk about space dogs. Yeah. And it's sad. And um, it was real sad. And I think they should actually send dogs into space now, because astronauts have dogs, and their dogs could hang out with them in <laughs> space. Um, my source for today was the... Leica's Window, the Legacy of a Soviet Space Dog by Kurt Caswell. It's right. pretty good. Um but very yeah. good. I gave my dogs a hug every day. I bet I could just imagine them picking Krieger because he's so cute and adorable and.
0: But he has a penis.
1: Oh yeah, that's true.
0: They they should pick Oaf penis. <laughs> they should pick Oaf. They should for reasons.
1: They could. Uh, they should go for it. That <laughs> aliens would never come to the Earth ever again, <clears throat> like that you sent us this. Yeah. We, we see this as a sign of war. We're going yeah. to destroy yeah, you. Yeah, this is aggression. Yeah.
0: That's how Futurama begins. Mm-hmm. It's because they said to open to space.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, uh, thank you. You're welcome. For that very depressing topic.
1: Um, There's even more dog deaths that I didn't even cover.
0: You fucking better not have.
1: There was a lot of the recovery team not making it in time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we seem in unprepared to, like, you know, uh-huh. recover things. Well,
1: no because it gets off the trajectory. Yeah. Math can only get you so far. Yeah.
0: All right. So uh, for my my contribution to the space race, I'm going to do a... It's a very quick and dirty uh, rundown of the Apollo program. Okay. But I mostly wanted to focus on some of the aspects of the canceled missions of Project Apollo.
1: Okay. I think they had some animals in Project Apollo, as I recall.
0: Uh, I did not include anything of this. Um, Good. Good. Your animals, I mostly left it to you, and they were mostly confined to other projects. Yeah. Um, they they kind of bled together, as mm-hmm. we'll see. So a little space race background. Uh, formally is considered to have begun in 1957 when the Soviet Union launched
1: Sputnik. Sputnik! Yeah.
0: Um, uh, and everyone
1: was fucking shocked. They're like, wait, the yeah. Russians can do what now? Yeah,
0: yeah it was like a, <laughs> you're fucking saying they did, huh? Uh-huh. Um, so the U.S. at this point was like, we should start like NASA or some shit. So NASA was founded we a year do later.
1: something. Uh,
0: to uh, yeah, yeah. So the U.S. founded NASA a year later to expedite space exploration, on behalf of good old Merka. Merka. Merka in space.
1: But you know they had to have something in mind because of, like the whole project paperclip and like well, taking they, all the good.
0: They the had good been, scientists. They had been working on it, uh, but at a very gradual pace.
1: Like, and then well, because again, admittedly, Russia was a shit country yeah. like they didn't Every, have anything
0: everyone thought they were way too backward. they
1: went from yeah. the bolshevik revolution to world war Two. they didn't have any time to build up again and then
0: all of a sudden all they of a sudden a fucking yeah. they're
1: going into space
0: yeah so uh kicks off in 57 u.s is like fucking launch nasa you're uh yuri gagarin uh yes. first man in space the soviets put him up on april 12th 1961
1: and they're like Shit, we got to do something.
0: The U.S. was very close behind. Uh, NASA's first human spaceflight program was Project Mercury, which put Alan Shepard in space less than a month later on May 5th. Um
1: so still like, number one, Yeah. number one. So
0: Project Mercury uh, lasted uh, from 1958 to 1963. And again, that was the first human spaceflight f- uh, space program from NASA. The second... Uh, was called Project Gemini. It ran from 1961 to 1966, and it launched, I think it was 10 crews of two men each Mm -hmm. into space, the goal being to develop and sort of like live test techniques and technologies that would get astronauts to and back Mm -hmm. from the moon.
1: Just going to say, they probably sent monkeys first. They did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, you were doing animals. I did not note any of it. So... This is where Project Apollo comes in. Uh, It ran from 61 to 72 officially. Uh, There are some highlights. Not all of them. Really happy.
1: Like 13.
0: February 21st, 1967, Apollo 1 was going to launch. Uh, But during uh, the launch rehearsal, a cabin fire broke out killed all three of the crew members
1: oh yeah that's that
0: apollo sucks. one that's not a good beginning i mean if you're um, if
1: you're on backup crew for that and you're just like yeah. i think i'm gonna skip apollo 2 yeah uh, call me um, like apollo 7 exactly
0: <laughs> nasa did officially retire the name apollo 1 I, I simplified the mission numbers. Mm-hmm. They shifted them around depending on shit. It
1: happens. It was, and it seems like poor practice. Yeah. Like, name them different things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so they, the, But they did officially retire uh, the name Apollo 1 to honor those three guys. Who, by the way, fucking heroes. Like, what
1: were their names?
0: I did not write them down. <laughs> you the one Yep,
1: They're heroes. (laughs) I don't fucking know their names.
0: But just the idea of agreeing to go into space for the Mm -hmm. the sake of peaceful exploration, it's pretty good. So that was uh, the sad beginning. The other highlights, Apollo 8, first to successfully orbit the moon. Mm -hmm. Of course, you had Apollo 11, uh, which we noted earlier, first uh, to do a moon landing. Landing, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, first to Mm -hmm. walk on the moon. Uh, Apollo 13 was crewed by Tom Hanks, Bill Paxson, and Kevin yeah, Bacon. Yeah, that's what I... No, Tom yeah.
1: Hanks I thought was in the ground.
0: Gary Sinise was on the ground. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, Tom Hanks, Bill Paxson, Kevin Bacon. You might note, they're actors, so that mission didn't go very well. <laughs> they couldn't <laughs> land on the moon. Um, no, but Apollo's 12 and then 14 through 17 all landed on the lunar surface. And because it might come up in bar trivia one day, Sasha, how many men have walked on the moon? I
1: don't know. Five. Twelve. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Two men from each three-man crew of the mm-hmm. six
1: teams that landed.
0: So anyway. so
1: Leaving all their space trash. All of it. Pick all up. Pack out what you bring in, guys. It's sp- simple camping rolls.
0: All their space playboys uh-huh. and their space <laughs> condoms. Because you know their they were space fucking space each other.
1: space jizz. Uh,
0: contrary to popular belief, there was no Apollo 18. Uh, I I I came Why across this. I came across this a depressing amount of times when doing research online Mm -hmm. for this. So, several years ago, there was a very shitty horror movie called Apollo 18 that came out.
1: Never seen it.
0: You don't need to. Okay. So, the basic premise of this film was, oh, hey, all those other crews that landed on the moon, they came back and they secretly reported some scary shit. Mm -hmm. So, we publicly canceled Apollo 18, but we actually sent one up there. And then it's like a found footage horror movie and these little like spider creatures attack everyone oh, dude. and kill
1: them. I just thought of something. What? Apollo 18 is when we really landed on the moon. <laughs> and that's why we don't talk about it. That's why we haven't gotten back. Because that was the real one.
0: That was... So the, it's, it's it basically a lot of conspiracy theorists have taken that horror movie and the whole found footage aspect okay. of it and they insist it is a fucking documentary.
1: It's not. It
0: infuriates me so much because I saw that shit in theaters and it sucked.
1: It was in theaters? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. Who who directed that shit?
0: Who the fuck cares?
1: Okay, then. Was anybody famous in it?
0: Not Stanley Kubrick. And if they were, I hope they actually went to the moon and filmed it on location (laughs) and left their asses there. Because that shit was bad. Anyway. So angry. It was. I'm, I'm more angry that it's fueling these moron conspiracy theorists. Like...
1: I'm just going with that's when we really landed on the moon was Apollo 18. You're one of them. Anyway. But I'm not one of them. I don't believe in the fan footage.
0: <laughs> so there were there were originally three more planned Apollo missions. Unsurprisingly, they were numbered eight th- 18 through 20.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Calm down. I know that's revolutionary.
1: Going in numerical <laughs> order?
0: I know. <gasps> 18 and 19 were basically canceled for like budget reasons. Um, one of the big reasons for this, I read,
1: because space shit's expensive.
0: <laughs> during its peak, when we were first trying to get Apollo Eleven to the moon, uh, NASA and the people employed by NASA, even like contractors in various yeah, locations, like
1: Boeing and shit.
0: Sometimes, uh, at the at peak they they employed four hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Dude, so, Trump,
1: if you want to create jobs, let's get back in this space race.
0: Also fuck you Trump. <laughs> we didn't have airports in this fucking 1700s. Go fuck Wait, yourself.
1: Wait, he thought we had airports in the 1700s?
0: Oh yeah, you didn't hear about that before. No, on the does
1: he not understand what yeah. planes Dur- are?
0: During his 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 July 4th thing, he said the American army took airports. We just we just re- captured airports in 1776 during the revolution. I mean,
1: we captured land where airports now stand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, um Give you a hint as to when, Give you a hint as, when, as to when we recorded this. Uh, so, yeah, 18 and 19 were canceled for, bu- for budget reasons, mostly because by then they had slashed the number of people working, they had slashed the budget. Um, I mean, it
1: does seem a little extreme. They made their goal.
0: Big reason for that is because the public did not give a shit anymore. Yeah. We, we watched Apollo 11 land on the moon. We watched 12. We watched 14. We watched 15 and so on and so on. Why do we keep doing the same fucking thing over and over again? We
1: get bored. Like, I understand you guys need more data and shit, but let's focus on Mars, bitches. Right?
0: We are Americans. We don't have yeah. the longest attention spans in the world. Um, 20 was basically kind of canceled for that, but it later had its launcher repurposed to put uh, Skylab up. Oh, cool. So it got so it got used. Um, so they, they were all canceled uh, a couple of years before they were expected to launch, which means uh, in a lot of these... Uh, circumstances the plans were not completely set
1: mm-hmm. well
0: they were not c- totally set in stone
1: like they didn't have a launch date and all of that stuff
0: well that but also where they would land yeah that kind of stuff um so that's what i was interested in because there were some really fucking fun ambitious plans that <laughs> nasa people were starting to be like Dudes. yeah like holy Let's shit
1: Let's get that moon cheese
0: of the more ambitious of these plans uh, was to land a crew on the far side of the moon. So it would
1: be so cold.
0: There, yeah. And, there's and a f- then
1: they just play far side of the moon on that side of the moon on a loop.
0: It's dark side of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> so fun fact, uh, and this is something, it's like a common thing. There is a far side of the moon. There is not a dark side of the moon. Oh. The moon, it, it, like Earth does, the moon does not rotate on its axis. Uh-huh. The same side always faces Earth. But because Earth rotates, the Moon does spin, so the Sun hits it on both okay. sides. okay. there's no dark side of the moon um there's a s-
1: at some point it is dark on a side of the moon, yeah, I think <laughs> I think
0: I read it alternates like two weeks at a time, See? it receives sunlight, but there is no permanent dark side of the moon, um Aww. but some scientists who I think are just really big pink Floyd fans are like, but. You can mean dark the old way as in we can't see it. So So our light doesn't get it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God, shut up.
1: And also, like, have you heard Radiohead's new album, man?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I assume it's that same hipstery dude. But anyway, so um, putting a crew on the far side of the moon would be difficult for some logistical reasons. Mainly, you have to keep in touch with them.
1: Yeah, and there's a whole planet. Yeah. Like, there's a whole moon.
0: When you're when you are on there and you need a radio shit, there's a moon in the way. Uh-huh. Radio signals can't go through moons. No. But, yeah, you think your your walls at your office are bad. Try mm-hmm. going through a moon. Apollo 17 crew member and later U.S. Senator Harrison Schmidt. Old Schmitty Schmidt. Old Schmitty. He really fucking wanted NASA <laughs> to land someone on the far side of the moon. Like He He's was like, like,
1: I got this. Right? I can like, do it. He was
0: like, dudes, we can pull this off but it it couldn't have done it because it would have required launching a communication satellite somehow getting it to stay there and then not just have it disappear in however long it would take
1: it's like too much work it's what i think like you know when you watch those travel shows and like this the host is doing all this crazy shit yeah the camera people have to do that, too. Yeah. And that's what it kind of feel carrying like. carrying a camera. camera. <laughs> and that's how it kind of feel like this is. Like, yeah. sure, the astronaut's going, but a lot of other shit has to happen, too, guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: the engineers are going, Harrison, shut up. Yeah, like, you don't <laughs> um, understand what
1: we have to do here.
0: So, according to NASA scientist David Williams, uh, the plan was basically the way... The way uh, projects Mercury and Gemini kind of built off of each uh-huh. other, the, the plan was to use Apollo 18, 19, and 20 to kind of do that same thing. They were going to map the moon effectively mm-hmm. um, in addition to gathering more geological samples. And from these, they would not only learn about like, the, the, the moon, like the surface and what it's made of. Space cheese. But they would use that to develop instruments and techniques for building a permanent base on the moon. Mm. That was their direct goal I in mean, their head. I mean, we
1: were promised a moon base so long ago.
0: We were. And, okay. and he was like, so we should send this shit up there and do that. And then we would send astronauts up there. And then the ones that went down to the surface would end up staying there for weeks at a
1: time. Mm-hmm.
0: and And do like long-term studies. This was never like... Defined in the mission statement of Apollo.
1: But it's a winky-winky. The
0: scientists were like, this is what we are building this for. Uh-huh. This is exactly how it's supposed to work. Um, but it, it it couldn't happen um, because budget cuts and our American attention spans. Yeah. Uh, so some other planned, hoped-for missions that they had discussed as far as long-term things included a flyby of Mars.
1: That would have been sweet.
0: Um, on the proposed uh, one year journey, uh, the crew, not only would they have done long range like observations of the planet, um, but they also like <laughs> those guys would have been brave because the entire trip was basically going to be an experiment on themselves. <laughs> oh, man. Because we don't have a reliable way to solve the whole wait list, list thing. So it would have been like, we're going to send you to Mars. Yeah. Keep track of how weightlessness affects you for a year. And then hope for the best when you I get mean, back.
1: Now they've done studies yeah, with because, the space station. Beca-
0: yeah, we had people up there for like, what, like a year and a half? At yeah, time. and I like the one that's yeah. basically
1: a twin study because he has yeah. a twin. And they're yeah. like, he has a you're twin. Sh- you're taller yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're staying on the ground. Uh-huh. Built in control, fuck yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. You know, um,
1: people that were recruiting people at NASA were just like, yeah.
0: Right? But I love that at the time they're like, we're going to send you there. It's going to take a year for you to get back. Uh huh. Hope shit's okay. If you send someone to the moon, it takes three days to get to the moon. Yeah. And, and like, another three or four days to get back. Um, well, I mean,
1: like, anybody going up in space. Because you know what? Those fucking shoots fail all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you're weightless for a few days, it'll be fine. Yeah. These guys were like, a year? We hope that's cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, uh... um, so, from any flybys there, the the proposed, considering the long-term consequences, would have been okay. mm mm-hmm. Um, which we now know they more or less would be. Mars flybys would have led to missions that would perform both a Mars flyby and then on the way back.
1: Stop at like the moon base.
0: They would perform a Venus flyby.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: And then uh, on the flyby of Venus, they would launch probes to oh, go down and do direct uh, study huh. of things. But those probes were also being designed to go down to Venus and then come back up to the shuttle so they could take samples oh, back to impressive. Earth. Oh, impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, a David Portry he is an astrogeologist he doesn't work for NASA he works for the US Geological Survey but he works with NASA
1: oh my god how niche is that I'm an right. astrogeologist Dude,
0: when I first wrote down his title I accidentally wrote down astrologist and I I paused for a second I looked up and I was like NASA's kind of gone off the, <laughs> off the rails. And then I looked at it again. I was like, oh, I missed some letters. We're good.
1: Uh, I did the astronaut's <laughs> charts, and it's looking good. Mercury I, is in retrograde. I saw that, and
0: I almost like changed my topic. I was like, no, no. Um, but anyway, so he basically described all these missions, again, as bridges to one another. Yeah. One leads to this. One leads to this. Mars Venus flybys would have led to a Mars landing mission Uh, as early as the 1980s, is when they were kind of like, I mean, like, you can
1: say it, but I don't know. Yeah. Especially because we lost a lot of our competitive, like.
0: When you think about it, think about this. Remember, you have to remember this because this space program was fucking successful. We went from, like, yeah, we're going to think about space to hearing the Soviets launched a satellite. Yeah. 11 years later. We had men on the surface of the moon Mm -hmm. and then back again. Yeah. Like, well, 12 years later. Like, that is fucking... That is frighteningly fast.
1: But we have nobody to be scared of at this point. And
0: that's it. Like, it's impressive. Mm -hmm. So other than budget and public disinterest we've sort of lost that competitive edge, probably because we keep fighting wars with each other instead of competing with, like, scientific advancement. I
1: also don't think we think ISIS is, like, working on settling
0: Mars. Yeah.
1: I think we would know if that was happening.
0: Yeah. I also saw one NASA scientist, uh, uh, an interview with him, who was of the opinion that Congress effectively wanted revenge in the form of reduced budgets because of the Apollo 1 accident. So they, like... Totally I can see
1: constituents being like, why yeah. are we blowing up our men? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, blah,
0: blah. so they, they totally politicized astronaut deaths, which is Well, and I mean probably
1: after Challenger. Yeah. Oh.
0: And not to mention the fact that during Apollo, the Vietnam War was also a thing. Yeah, we got so. other battles to do. But yeah, so that that's the, the quick and dirty rundown of the Apollo program and what else it could have been. um,
1: If we weren't budget cutting assholes. Yeah. And now NASA's basically running on, like, two pennies and hoping that we don't get invaded by aliens.
0: Fumes and prayers. That's what NASA's Uh got. Fumes and fucking prayers. (gasps) The story of NASA by Sean and Sasha.
1: Poor, poor NASA.
0: So anyway, so that's our our version of a tribute.
1: I just noticed that we have a NASA poster, like, right there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those future retro retro futuristic posters. Yeah. Advertising multiple tours available on Mars. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's it for us today. Listen to us everywhere you listen to your podcast. Yep, yep. Um follow us on the Twitter
1: and the Instagrams. I the, post occasionally things. That's
0: the other one. Yeah. Uh as always. When you tell your friends about lax historical context.
1: Tell them we said something interesting.